The Dead Show of the Month Podcast. Welcome back to the Dead Show of the Month Podcast. It's me, your old friend Dave, and we're back with another amazing musical journey with the Grateful Dead and Friends. Joining us all in studio, our valiant co-host Bob. How are you doing today? I'm feeling pretty brave, Dave. Glad to be here. Very good. We have it's a beautiful day, and we have a beautiful uh, Grateful Dead show to play for everybody. We're talking about Dead Show of the Month number one ninety seven, the Grateful Dead from the Shrine Exhibition Hall in Los Angeles, California, home turf here for us at least. I wasn't born yet, but (laughs) I was eleven years old. So yeah, this is this is. Did you say one ninety seven, Dave? One hundred ninety seven. Yeah, we have this huge episode next month. This momentous occasion unfolding next month, but that's not, it's not next month yet. No. We so 198 wait. will be a big freaking deal. All right. All right, good. But this show is a pretty dang big deal too. 1968, Bob, an interesting time in our nation's history. I think we will both agree. I know you were alive back then, but maybe not as aware of what was going on around you in the world. But 1968, I mean, away from the Grateful Dead stage, a lot was going on and a lot was going on. In the Grateful Dead universe as well in 1968. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it was it was rough. It was uh, Vietnam and Bobby Kennedy getting killed and Martin Luther King. It was a fucking tough year. And the important stuff that I was really talking about was like maybe firing Bobby and Pigpen. That was that whole era right there, you know. <laughs> I guess that would be up there too. Yeah, Mickey and the Heartbeats. That whole you know it was it was tough times and, and all over the place. Yeah, yeah. but they must have found something to make them interested in playing at this particular show though bob because it's it's got quite the energy about it Hmm. you you want to you want to roll with this or what yeah let's let's hear it it's it's the grateful dead from the shrine auditorium on 12 21 68 yeah what else does one say other than Uh, it's primal it's primal yeah enjoy it and we'll meet you back here at halftime wait i meant We'll meet you back here when it's all over, because there is no halftime. It's a, just a long one-set show. So we'll meet you back here and dig into the mailbag after yeah, this. Sounds good. All right. Enjoy, guys. Without a Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. 
You know you get kind of lonesome about that time. Huh. Now what do you think you can do about it? Huh. Well, if you can, that's your fault, not mine. Huh. Get your hand out there. But what I want to tell you now, all I got to do when I get lonesome, I just got to turn over a little bit uh, and reach over my left shoulder. I just got to touch my baby and say, hey, why don't you come on and wake on up a little bit? Huh. She said, I was already awake. I was just waiting for you to ask me something. Huh. And it went pretty good. Because huh. that's all you got to do. Because if you can't get yourself together now, huh. that's your problem when it comes to the
Now, wait a minute. I'm going to tell you something else, fellas. I'm going to tell you how come it makes me feel so good when I reach over my left shoulder and touch my little girl. I want to tell you about her now. But keep your nose shut, because she's mine. She makes me feel pretty good. I want to tell you about her. And how come she makes me ride? Yes, she makes me ride. Like a stingray on a four-day drive. Yes, she do. She got boxed back standing down there with your hands in your pockets. What you doing with your hands in your pockets? <laughs> I know there's a pretty little girl standing right next to you. And all you got to do is reach over and say, hey, this ain't going forward, that's your fault, none of mine. But why don't you get your hands out of your pockets because I know you're doing something dirty in there. The man told me a long time ago that ain't no way to get yourself right. But it's okay, too. Because huh. when I get lonesome in the morning, huh, I come over and I ask my little baby, huh, why don't you turn on over huh, just a little bit slower? All I need is a little bit of your love light shining on me. I don't want it all, at least not right now. But I just want a little bit more. That's all I Come on, darling, shine up your light. Why don't you let it shine on me? That's all I I just can't help myself. I'm still hungry. Yes, I am. 
Something pretty soon. I don't doubt. 
choice here between faster and louder. All who want faster, raise your hands or shout or something. Everybody wants louder, raise your hands and shout. The A's got it.
I bid you good night, good night, good night, and I bid you good night, good night, good night, and I bid you good night, good night, good night, good night. The Grateful Dead doesn't lack an energy uh, very often in, in the 1968 realm, but man, they they really they really brought this bad boy home, Bob. Yeah, um, the interesting they left a little bit of this out and a little bit of that out, but um, they're just knocking it out. 
with with these songs. It's um, more than just the songs themselves. It's the the whole package they've managed to put together and just drive through the universe at a high rate of speed and with uh, real commitment. It's it's crazy. The, um the wild energy that they get, you know, they, they talked about a fire breathing dragon back, uh, you know, I've heard that mentioned a time or two. It was like a, you know, a mean fire breathing dragon, psychedelically at least. And man, it, when you re- hear a recording like this, it sure freaking. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> really enjoyed this one, Bob. We great, don't get, we don't great get time. Well, you know, it's it, you're right. We don't really get much from this era because it's um, what you mine is material-wise similar, maybe, you know. But um, there's there's other bright, shiny objects in other years that we gotta run to also. Yeah, and different eras. That, like I said, the '60s were a smaller tidbit of their big pick, like the '90s too. You know, it was kind of a, they're half decades. Yeah. And so that's, that's right. I, I started really beating myself. You know, I got to do way more 60s and 90s stuff. And it's like, wait a minute here. Wait, wait a minute. There's just more stuff in those other decades. That's right. The mine is just deeper. And and frankly, I think it could be argued that there's more nuggets in, in some of those those decades there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. You, you want to, uh, we only got, you know, our Facebook presence was, was diminished because of my abrupt... Uh, withdrawal from the social media circuit and i realized that i missed out on grateful dead stuff so i came back to the facebook and and i queried our listeners for for questions and bob i only got one Hmm. yeah so here it is from and this is it from phil and san juan i don't know if it's san juan colorado san juan dominican republic or puerto Rico, or wherever that san juan's at i think there's a san juan in Costa friggin' Rica Wyoming, thing too. I think I don't know where the hell San Juan is, dude. But wherever you're at, Phil from San Juan says, "We've heard how hard it is for you to pick your favorite shows, but what were your favorite podcasts to record?" Mm. And I thought, you know, that's a damn good one, and and it made me think. I had more time to think because I read the question when it came in on the yeah. email from yeah. Phil from San Juan, wherever that is. I don't know where it's at. But I had time to think about this. What'd you come up with? You know, uh, it's hard to to not love the Sam Cutler ones. Th- those are good, especially when he like picks on me, you know, and just chops me down a little bit for calling him a road manager instead of a tour manager. <laughs> like right <laughs> off the bat, in the just, first interview, it was he like, likes to clarify, touche, bitch. No, nah, yeah. let's get some shit straight here, young man. Shout out to to Sam. By yeah, the way. dude, Sam, still, you, you were awesome. He's doing good, but because I think he's like Grateful Dead, like actual, you know. I don't want to say royalty because that's kind of weird, but family, like in, inner yeah. family core, you know what I right. mean? Like his, you know, I, there was a, a sense of nervousness me interviewing him every time, both times. It was hmm. just like, whoa, this is freaking Sam Cutler. Like, holy shit. And that was, you know, the first one we didn't even know he was going to be like one of the stars of the friggin' documentary, you know, because his shit. Yeah, that was before. Was, right. Yeah. It was funny, right. you know, but it, but it's not Sam Cutler. My favorite episode to record was was with Rob Baracco from Dark Star Orchestra. Ah, okay. I had so much because he's was more of a regular guy, and um, you know he was very gracious. His interview was you know pretty in depth and long and probably tedious for him. He was on the road at the time touring with the band, and on a night off, and 
and he spent a lot of time with me off the air, you know, and, and I feel like in a weird way, as corny as this is, I kind of got to know him and I got some like inside, you know, inside stuff that was just between me and him that was cool. And that was my favorite. That was my favorite experience. It was like three hours of my day interviewing him because mm. the interview was long. Yeah, he was very generous with you. On very that, generous. Yeah. You know, I told him what I wanted to do, and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah, man. Let's do that. And um, he did all that and more. Like, after the interview was done, which was long, he's like, oh, man, are you in a rush, man? Like, you know, yeah, no, what's up? Unplugged the phone from all the gizmos that we have to do to make, make that live magic happen as on-air talent, Bob. And, and bullshitted with the guy for a long time. I didn't keep track of time, but... Um, he, like me, has has the ability to talk on the phone if you want to. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he can play like the devil. Yeah, there He's was that awesome. too. You yeah. know, I got some stories that, that that I'm sure he has shared with other people, and that's his, his choice too. But I got a few stories that were very enlightening, you know, about things that, that I've always had interest in. And if I ever interviewed him again, I you know, I, I would ask him in advance if he would tell those stories because, damn, they're good ones, man. Uh, very good, some some inside insight more than you would think. Hmm. Well, and, one uh, that comes to mind for me is uh, Michael Dolgovskin. Oh, yeah. Did I said that right? Apologies uh, if I did. He was a really good interview, such a kind man, still out there doing you know, his arts and crafts and, and part of the scene, and uh, just really a very good, uh, nice session with him. Yeah, it was like cool. That. And that's that book, like I told him, you know, I don't think he wanted to hear it, but it's like, do you realize that that old dead base, the one where the cover's fallen off? And you realize that's like been in the bathroom with me for the last 30 years of my life and gone through with painstaking, you know, some of the best studying happens in my personal library, Bob. And that book is like, I think I know every square inch of that book. And it's still, it's, you know, you open it sometimes and it's like, why, what, why haven't I ever seen that before? Yeah. Where have you been all my life? Cedar Falls, New York. I mean, some something like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's your answers, Phil from San Juan, wherever that's at. We we don't we don't know. You know, one other we one that care, comes though. to mind is um, we we did the round tables here. Oh yeah, the round tables. Those were a lot of fun. I mean, we, you know. Do you remember Long. the one where we like like we all got together and like spent the day together? It wasn't so, just that was uh, the studio uh-huh. D, right? Which uh-huh. we don't use very often. And we we freaking uh, like listened to the the show really loud. I want to say it was. Um, yeah. I think we listened to the the Hampton show and like really cranked it up and listened to it all. And, and were you here when the paper crown? Oh, you didn't come. No, I did not. Oh, that was that was a fun one, Phil when the paper crowns came in and did an in-studio thing, uh, like in-studio playing. Yeah. That was that was cool. And, and they're still out there doing their great music. I they're don't just know. on the East Coast now. Yeah. And you know what? Cutting, breaking news on this front, Bob. You know, I've talked to some of our fan base about my kind of employment, if you will, in the rock and roll world back around the turn of the century with the with the hot butter bread guys, yeah. you know, the little band that should have, but didn't, didn't Chuck, uh, no, go ahead. Taper Chuck, is, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, right. And you know, I, I managed this band, uh, and we, we got him into the studio and made an album back then, like a whole thing and had it mastered by like, you know, some wazoo place in Hollywood. And just because of that stuff that happens when human beings have to interact with each other for long periods of time, like, <laughs> 
some human beings, you know, things sure. kind of fell apart there. Yeah. And, you know, there was like, you know, no, we're not going to put this damn album out. Why would we do it? Well, with all the, with two decades under, under their belt of, of growing up and growing into men, as you will, uh, and this freaking album sitting in the can, as they say, I'm really proud to say that it's, it's freaking been released on Spotify. That's fantastic. The Hot Buttered Bread Full Circle album is available on Spotify for free. If you Well, if you pay for... I don't know how... I pay for Spotify. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can listen to it without paying. If you have to listen to commercials or like Britney Spears songs in between or something <laughs> something that you don't want to do. But if you guys want to check it out, it's it's... They wrote 2006 on there, but I remember it being earlier than that. But take take a, a gander at this. Yeah. Some yeah. fine rock and roll from Southern California that doesn't exist anymore, but whatever. There's a lot of things that don't exist anymore that we like and listen to. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm glad you brought that out. I'd seen something with Chuck's uh, name on it saying that was happening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Chuck put it out on, the, uh, on his Facebook thing. There. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Taper Chuck was instrumental in... Uh, in, in much of this album getting recorded and it's damn good. There's some damn good guitar and bass playing in there. I, I listened to it the other day in my Jeep on my way out to the mountains and was like, God damn, forgot how good this was. They, they put a lot of effort into it and it, yeah. it's good that they got it released. So congratulations to hot butter bread for not performing with one another for over 20 years and still, still cranking an album, still, <laughs> still dropping albums. Yeah. Good for you guys. Really? Um, uh, Bob, we're going to meet back here next month. We have a show, um, an epic show, uh, that that's kind of at the dawn of my civilization with the Grateful Dead. Pre-dawn, the final pre-dawn. There's as much as hint as I'm going to get. Okay. The final pre-dawn before my dawn of the dead. That'll I know be where this month. is at. Yeah. That'll be next month. <clears throat> You'll only get to hear it here. And also next month is a big, a pretty big friggin' deal. So okay. uh, I hope all the listeners tune in for that. Uh, for my co-host, Bob, this is your old friend Dave saying so long from Chino, California. The Dead Show, the Mike Podcast. Podcast.